Christmas. So glad you can join us wherever you are in the world. It's so great that you can be a part of uh, what God is doing and, and through uh, Connect. And you do join us today on a day that uh, really for many of us is a day of uh, great pain and grief. Obviously, we know 49 people were killed, not by accident. Not by accident or by misadventure, but by an intentional act of terror. And so lives are changed uh, forever. In fact, in fact, it feels like everything's changed. I, I was just thinking this morning, it's that same feeling I had when 9-11 happened, you know. It's that same kind of feeling like the world's changed. It's going to be different. We're, we're going to talk about life before that. And now we're living life after that. It's become, a, uh, for, our, for our nation, a defining moment, a, a, a thing that we'll remember. People will remember where they were when they heard that. It, it's changed. Something's, something's shifted. Life's changed forever. I mean, our, our weeks started off like any other week. Our lives started off like any... Any other, maybe that day started off for Anita and I. We, we actually flew down to the South Island on Tuesday. We he headed off. We were due to go down to, to Queenstown and we got stuck in traffic like any other day, uh, getting out of Carpenter. In fact, it took us 26 minutes to get out of Carpenter. And because of that, then we had a fight. Uh, we had a fight and we weren't talking to each other. And the thing is, it was a two hour trip. Because I, I was like, we, we should have left earlier. And she's like, are you blaming me? And then I'm like, yeah, kind of. But, uh, but, but we weren't talking to each other. So it was a long trip. We had enough time for healing and restoration during, during the trip. And, but we arrived in, in, in Wellington Airport. We missed our flight. It was, it was out there. It was, it was, I knew we were going we to miss it. We just couldn't make it. And then they said, well, we can just, to, to get to Queenstown, we'll fly you to Auckland and then you'll fly. So it was a long, it was a long day. We flew down there. And it's a great great time and we spent a, a, a day with, with really movement leaders from around the nation, key, uh, key leaders or something, Paul De Jong puts together just for a few leaders just to sit around, we just talk and dream for, for the nation and just talked about how, uh, what, what God is doing and, and uh, each of us and so yeah, yeah, all the who's who and the zoo is there and, and it's, just, it's just great to be able to just spend that time reflecting and then we had to fly to Christchurch. And, and uh, you know, we got up early, got the taxi, got there. This time we made it. We did it. Amen. Hallelujah. And we got on there. But then they told us that this plane might not land because the cloud's too low. But eventually it didn't. We took off. And we got in Christchurch. We spent Thursday meeting uh, our leaders, just visiting different pastors and seeing how they're doing. And then on Friday, we had a meeting plan in a hotel in Hagley Park. And we met and we gathered and we talked and we were uh, uh, just, just sharing uh, together and then we shared a meal together. We had lunch. There's about 20, uh, 25 of us all there and uh, on Dean's Avenue. And as we were eating lunch and, and, and finished and it was just starting to say goodbye to people, I said to one of the pastors, actually Carl and Lisa, who are going to be here in a couple of weeks, I was like, hey, I've got a copy of the, uh, the, the worship album because they've been participants and throwing some money. I said, like, do you want to hear uh, uh, one of the songs off it. I've got a rough copy of it if you want to hear it. And they're like, yeah, let's play it. And so put it on the boom box and I started to play it in the room and suddenly there was a siren that went off in the, in the, in the hotel and I thought it was a fire alarm and so you start to 
go out and then a girl came in and said this we, we are in lockdown now because we're in like we're like what's happening and it was all just evolving uh, at the at the time but they, they said there, there is a shooter out there someone is shooting uh, uh people that apparently this is so, some shots have been fired at a mosque and i said oh, I, I i don't know where we are in christchurch i'm just oh where's that where's that they said pretty much one minute down the road the same road we were on and so we're standing there i went out Outside and had a look, and there was police everywhere, and sirens, and uh, noise. And then, then I started thinking, oh, we've got an airplane to catch. I need to go. We didn't know what was happening. We didn't know how bad it was. It was evolving. It was uh, uh, happening. And uh, again, just coming out, we didn't know. Uh, we knew that there was a, a person out there, which was kind of weird. But we still wanted to get to the airport uh, anyway. And so we jumped in the car and and drove, and just uh, conscious of you know that there is someone out there. There's police cars running everywhere everywhere and if we hadn't left at that time the cordon kept getting wider and wider and uh, by the time we got to the airport the whole city was basically uh, uh, locked down as we walked into the airport and through and sat in the uh, uh, lounge there we watched flight cancel 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 uh, cancel we, we we saw people standing around and talking and people calling and and it was a surreal kind of environment when we arrived home we I want to just tell you we were exhausted just the, the, the mental stress of being involved in that. So I can't even imagine, can't even imagine what it's like for those families that have lost, lost people. And so we made it probably out on the last flight that was, again, as we arrived in Wellington, they were saying all flights are, are, are cancelled for whatever reason. But sitting in the airport and seeing that uh, happening on the news as we speak. We're getting uh, uh, information from, from her brother in America who was seeing more news than what we were actually seeing, seeing here and, and just watching the enormity of it grow on, uh, on TV, uh, TV and realizing, oh my goodness, we were just there. I said to Anita, this, this will change everything. This will change everything. And I don't even know what everything is. I don't even know, but I know it will change, change everything. This will change us. It has changed us. This will change us as a nation. I read an article yesterday that said this, and it said, you wish you could wake up in a world in which children could go to school, where friends could go to movies, where athletes could run in marathons, where music lovers could go to concerts, where people could go to the mall or places of worship without the fear of violence. Well, well, up, in, up until Friday in New Zealand, we could. See, terror had not touched us in the way it's touched us on Friday. Terror had not touched us in the way that it had touched other nations, other peoples. This is what many nations live with. So what do we do? How do we, how do we respond? I, I turned on the, and I must admit, I, I, I haven't watched any news yesterday. I, so I don't know the latest updates because, you know, quite frankly, it's, it's, it's not all good news. But as I turned the news on on Friday night, I, I just turned it on. Hillary Barry was there speaking with a security expert from the United States. And as he was speaking about the response, he, said, he, he was like, we should ban and block and stop and control this hate speech. And I get the emotion 
behind that, but, but who is we? Who is we? Because we often becomes the, the government. The second, listen, can I just say, the second the government becomes the we that's deciding what people who are free can say or can't say, that is not the measure of a free society. That's not the society we want. I understand the emotion of it, but can I say this? Blocking, dissenting, and hateful voices through law or government control of media is for me not the best way forward. Why? Because one day they might decide that they don't like what you're saying. That's not how a free society should be. Those people who died left societies where freedom was not a value. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for better laws and smarter laws, but you can't legislate away terror. Can I say this? Changed laws do not change hearts. And we as a nation try to make, listen, we do it all the time, we as a nation are trying to make everything safe. Everything, we put laws in place to make everything safe, to keep everything perfect. Don't climb the ladder too high. Don't do this. We, we, we put all these laws in place to keep every, everything safe by externally controlling our environment. But here's the thing, friends. You can take guns away. You can take planes away, knives, cars, trucks, hammers, axes. But unless we as a people have a heart change, people will just find something else to use as a weapon. Changing laws does not change hearts. It's not an outside problem we're dealing with. It's an inside problem. This of what we're facing is a matter of the heart. And for me, to beat bad ideas, the best way to beat bad ideas is with good ideas. It's not by trying to control or close the conversation down. It's about opening the conversation up. And I find in these moments as a nation, and, and this is not... The first sort of attack when we lived in India for, for us, I've experienced this before through terror that had happened while we lived in, 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 in India. But I find as in those moments and as in these moments that in these times, people don't want to shut down. They want to speak up. They want to, they, they want to talk. They want to... They want to speak. I could see it at the hotel when we, we were there. I mean, usually I've been to that hotel before. We've had meetings there before. The staff were like, hello, here's your thing. Do it, do it. But, but, but when all of this was going on, they wanted to talk. We're talking to people who we wouldn't normally talk to as they're trying to make sense of the situation and trying to understand what's going on. As we, we got to the, to the airport, what, what were people doing? Talking, ringing, phoning, calling. People wanted to talk. They were gathered around probably talking to people that they've never talked to before. 
When we arrived in Wellington, I could see it in the Chinese guy. I was, I was, well, we arrived in Wellington, and he's like, we've got to get some rice. Asian essentials. She's like, we need to get some rice, we're out of rice. And I was like, oh, do we have to get, I'm tired, do we? Yeah, she's like, we've we got to shop in Wellington, we go to, we get a big bag of rice, okay? And usually when we go there, I just sit in the car. She goes in, she gets the rice, Chinese guy comes out with bag of rice, he puts it in the car, we don't say anything. But, I, but on Friday, we talked. On Friday, he came out, hey, you know what's happening in Christchurch? I opened the boot to put the rice in, I said, we've just come from there, the labels on our bags sitting in the boot, very bad. I'm like, this guy never talks. I never talk to him, he never talks to me. But on Friday, we talked. Because people want to talk when they go through. People want to have a conversation. When they, where people want to try and figure, uh, figure this out. People want to talk. Claudette, who was, uh, just graduated, by the way, on Friday. Well done. You're not going to forget that date. We'll celebrate that next week. But, but again, she, she, she wanted to talk, so she wrote a post. And we put that post on. The, we ended up, let's, that's so good, let's put it on the new life. Uh, website on the connect website she made a graphic because she just wanted to express herself and people wanted to talk that's been now been seen by tens of thousands of people sorry t- over 10 not tens of thousands yet it will be claudette but uh, but at last time i checked well over ten thousand people had engaged with that post why because people want to talk it's not about shutting things down it's about opening things up It's about opening the conversation, uh, not shutting it down. Jesus, in fact, said this. He was like, uh, good news is like good ideas. Good news is something that should be shouted from the rooftops. Good news is something that should be shouted from the housetops. In Matthew 10, verse twenty. Seven. I don't have the scripture to, to come up because literally we, I, I put this together yesterday because we changed everything. But Matthew chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, What I whisper in your ear, shout. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. And, and it's kind of weird as I, I, I looked at that scripture. I, the, the, the next verse says, And then don't be afraid. Of those who can kill the body. If you're giving a message that, that people don't, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body. He's like, rather fear me. Fear God. In other words, don't let fear stop you from speaking out, from shouting out, from standing up, from, from having conversations, for, for, for declaring good news. Because bad ideas are beaten by good ideas, not the control of ideas. Listen, change laws do not change hearts. What does, love does. Love is the oxygen of the oxygen of the kingdom. What did Jesus whisper 
What is it that Jesus whispered that, that he told us to shout about? What is it that he, he spoke, that he whispered into our ears, that, that as believers that he told us to shout about? What is that that he whispered? For me, it was a better idea. It was a better idea like, like love your neighbor as yourself. It, it, it was stuff like, thou shalt not kill. It, it was stuff like, like that. It, it was stuff like, like forgive one another as I have forgiven you. It was stu- stu- stuff like love one another. And again, it's, it's so controversial. People aren't allowed to say it in schools anymore. Maybe if they could, maybe things would be a little uh, different if we could just speak it, if people could hear what's being whispered. If only we could shout it, maybe things would be different. So how should we respond? With love. In fact, Jesus said that's, that's how his followers would be known. He said, people will know you. They'll know who you are. They, they will know you're a follower of me by the way in which you love people. They will know you by that love. And I, I, I want to tell you, there, there are families today that need love. Not just there, but here. There are victims today that need this love. There are children today that need this love. And dare I say it, the perpetrator needs this love. And even as I was thinking about that, I thought, that, that, but that's kind of hard because everything, that's like the total opposite. The total opposite of what I would like to do. Come on. Well, I feel it for everybody else, but I don't feel it for him, but even the perpetrator needs this love. And I, as I was thinking about that, I was like, no, that's, it was almost like, no, he doesn't. But then I hear the whisper that needs to be shouted where Jesus says, love your enemies. And did not Christ do it for us? Did not Christ die on a cross? Why yet we were still sinners? Yet why was we were still enemies of God? Christ died for us. Did he not? On the cross, cry out, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Corey Ten Boone, who was a, whose family used to hide Jewish people during the Second World War, and eventually the family was caught and they were thrown into a concentration camp. She lost her family, her sister, but she survived the experience the pain and torture of that she said this you never so touch the ocean of God's love as when you forgive and love your enemies I read this story in that article I spoke about earlier about Martin Luther King that tells us that one night he was preaching and someone threw a bomb inside his house where his wife and infant daughter were inside and his family was unharmed but as he rushed home he could see a crowd of about 700 or so people had had gathered 700 black men angry mad there also the a, a police officer was there the mayor 
was there to see what had happened. And he said in that, 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 that moment, looking out across it, I mean, all the ingredients were there for a riot. The, the, the angry black man shaking their fists, uh, a, a bottle flying through the air, a policeman waving his bat, and all the ingredients for a riot were there. They'd been bottling it up for weeks, in fact, centuries. And King stood up on his porch and told the crowd, don't do anything panicky. And then he whispered the words and heard the whisper and shouted the words, he who lives by the sword shall perish by the sword. And then as he got everyone's attention, King spoke these words, we must love our white brothers no matter what they do to us. And last year in Alabama, we visited the civil rights and they did a lot to them. As I've told you before, I couldn't even, I can just stop now and go right back there. I couldn't, I wept my whole way through. I was like, who's the white crying guy in the civil rights music? That was me. Because the effect of of hatred and, and the stuff that it does to people's lives and the way it ruins and how crazy people can be. He said, we must love our white brothers no matter what they do to us. We must make them know that we love them. Jesus still cries out in a world that echoes across the centuries. Love your enemies. This he was speaking to the crowd. Love your enemies. Bless them who curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. He's like, we must meet hate with love. And I want to tell you, this was the turning point for the, for the civil rights movement. People put down their fists and their Weapons, that's when hate became instead an embrace. And it became a very difficult force to stop, the article says. See, the gospel of Christ moves us to love when all that there is is hate. William Penn said, Love is the hardest lesson in Christianity, but for that reason, it should be our most care to learn it. Love is powerful, for it can turn a persecutor like Saul into a preacher whose name is Paul. Who shared in the murder of Christians. God gave the murderer a message. Love is powerful. So you can kill the body, but you cannot kill love. You cannot kill forgiveness. You cannot kill grace. Love goes beyond safety. So the only thing necessary for evil to triumph, someone said, is for good men to do nothing. So love. What can I do? Love. It's a better idea. The worship team can come. John chapter 1 verse 5, it says, The light shines in the darkness. As the prime minister says, this is New Zealand's darkest day but Jesus said the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never 
never extinguish it. We've got to be ones who shine our light. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. So love. What can I do? Love. It's a better idea. Can we stand? We're going to sing our national anthem. As we do that, I... And again, just yesterday we changed everything to put it together and thanks to all the teams who have, again, just been, yeah, let's, whatever it takes. We'll learn songs, we'll, you know, it can be freak out, we'll change words, we'll do whatever has to be, has to be done. But I asked Helen Cook, can we, can we do the national anthem? I, I think we've got one of the most powerful national anthems in the, in, like in the, in, in the world and there are hundreds of verses we're not going to do all of them, not quite hundreds, that's evangelistically speaking. That's a very powerful song, but we're going to begin with the Pardon Tirao Māori. And I've always wondered, you know, I sing it and it's part, but I was like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. What, what's the translation of it? And I found it yesterday. And it's really written as a prayer. And, and, and it's it's saying this, if you ever wonder, what, what, what am I singing there? What am I saying there? It's saying this. Oh, Lord God, of all people, listen to us. Cherish us. May good flourish. And may your blessings flow. Defend Aotearoa. Let's sing a national anthem. Let's pray. Our national anthem. Ehoa atua o ngai wimatura atafakarongo
you.